You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge. Tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. something else it's pretty intricate it's pretty darn intricate you guys i survived my surgery on monday the 26th new moon in libra so beautiful how that all synced up and lined up i still feel like i'm a little foggy and confused from anesthesia like i know (laughs) heaven forbid you leave to go to whole foods to get a stuff because i know i made videos on instagram and i don't remember what i said (laughs) You were so out I, of it. <laughs> I was just giving an update because so many people were worried, and I know I'd want to know. So I was like, I'm going to tell them I'm okay, how it went. But when I think, well, what did I say to them? I don't remember. Got to make sure I don't repeat it. I have no clue. Yeah, you don't You don't remember f- flashing your boobs at a Snapchat I sent to Mama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want clothes on me. But it, it went really well. Would you say so? I mean, you mm-hmm. know, you truly know more than everybody. You've yeah. seen the photos, the before and afters. I saw it all. I've seen it all. I talked to the doctor after it all. And Gonzalez says she won't show me the photos until our pre, I mean, our post-op uh, appointment. Really? Yeah. Ah. I keep asking her. She's like, I can't show you until I discuss them with you. Oh, that would make sense. That's what I thought. At first, yeah. I was like, no, that's my body. Let me see. But I think it's because... She doesn't want me to go to town Googling or think. Yeah, that would make sense. She wants, yeah, she wants to keep it black and white. I, I'm, we know she's a Gemini. I want to say she's got Virgo. She has to. She has to to do these laparoscopic procedures just with such precision. And she's so. What part of this might be Aquarius or Virgo? But uh, for my surgery, so Doctor Gonzalez is my OBGYN and my surgeon. She. I turn into a puppy dog when this woman walks into a room, and I've never felt that with a doctor. So she is why we drive five hours to Denver to get things done. But she is a Gemini, but she told me during our pre-operative conversation that she's not prescribing pain pills. She's like, I know you're tough, but you know there's pain that comes with this, but I do not prescribe pain medication. I have the ability to, but I really reserve that for people who call me after and say, yo, I'm dying. I need... Oxycontin or something mm-hmm. but she's like other than that i do not want i don't want anything to do with that so she's very much like a humanitarian realizes there's a opioid problem and she wants to stop it what do you think that is in her chart she has to have virgo aquarius yeah. because the health effects and the yeah the aquarius i just don't want to be part of the problem i want to fix it yeah. virgo yeah i bet she's and what Gemini. part of her is during our oh so embarrassing but during our second of three procedures when she was chucking my fallopian tubes and doing mm. all these other stuff i just broke down crying because it was just so emotional there's so many things that we'll talk about at a later date but i just broke down there's like six people in the room just getting scalpels getting things ready and when she saw me cry she just said everybody can you get out like <laughs> kind of sassy like get out now don't look at her just get out and then sat down at my level and grabbed my hand and held it and said talk to me what's going on she did that again the other day after your first failed yeah, IV attempt. Mm-hmm. She does that. Yeah. She I came out of nowhere she, too. Yeah. Probably because she overheard Virgo. Mm-hmm. Heard the nurses talking about how they couldn't get a needle yeah, in me. So she was like, give me my girl. Yeah. she She's definitely Virgo. Yeah. For sure. Well, she's a Gemini son. We've, we've confirmed mm-hmm. that. So her mind is all over the place, but I love her. I wish she would listen to my podcast, but she's probably, you know, too busy doing surgeries or something. <laughs> Watch her listen to me on her way home. Yeah. You never know. I liked her. I liked and her she's a lot. always so proud of me and brags to all the nurses. Like, she writes books. I'm like, stop. <laughs> all right, here's my coochie. <laughs> I liked her. Buy a lot. my book. She uh she was smart, down to earth, and you could tell open minded. Mm-hmm. Although she knows everything about what she does she's still she's still listens. pretty open-minded yeah listens yeah yeah and that is so sadly so rare in america's healthcare system yeah doctors just have this like i mean not they should we were not doctors work their ass off to get an md and go through a lot but they lose the humility mm-hmm. 
and think that, well, I know everything. You don't even know how to eat properly. I know mm -hmm. how your heart valves work. Oh, yeah. Which is definitely a God complex thing that would be really hard to come down and ground yourself. It'd be like someone trying to teach me about astrology. I'd be like, I teach it for a living. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't know what Libra means, yeah. but I do because there's interpretations. And I think she understands more than anyone that we know our bodies. We may not know how to perform a laparoscopic surgery of hysterectomy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But we know our bodies and she, yeah. I mean, Google her, Dr. Christina Gonzalez. She's got five star reviews across the board. I feel so lucky. She was cool. But to segue into my surgery, what I had done was a polypectomy. Uh, hysteroscopy is that how it, I mispronounced there's, it. Hysteroscopy, like, hysteroscopy, polypectomy, yeah, dilate and cure DNC. Yeah, what in the? That's what I had done. So, gosh, how do we begin sharing this story? Where, does well, where it do you want to start? Where yeah. does it start? Uh, my whole life, I've been very blessed to have normal periods, uh, clockwork. I always know when to prepare for bleeding. I always know when I'm ovulating. I very rarely have cramps. I, I just I know women who have had to call out of work due to pain and intense bleeding that has them bedridden all day, and I have never, ever had to even come remotely close to that. The worst my symptoms get are a little moody and a pimple, but that is it. So I've been blessed with that. Um, fibroids do run in my family. Let's just preface this with that. Every woman from my mom to my aunt to my grandma, great-grandma, and now I confirmed great-great-grandma, mm -hmm. had a full hysterectomy, which is the complete removal of the uterus at between 40 and 50 years old. So I kind of had that to look forward to, just a little like, hey, genes low the gun, lifestyle pulls the trigger. Mm -hmm. So it's been in the back of my mind, like let's avoid dairy, let's really work on balancing estrogen because estrogen is the hormone that makes fibroids grow and other things grow. So I've had that planted in my mind, but I've had no symptoms. Um, so I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue in January, 2021. And that's when our year of motorhome life kind of got put to a screeching halt mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. And so I mention it because I don't know if it has a role in it, but I'm going to assume because adrenal fatigue essentially just drains you of all hormones, cortisol, testosterone, progesterone, DHEAS, estrogen. They all just flatline because your body is tired. It's burnt out. It's fatigued. So it can't produce any hormones. How I still managed to have a cycle every month, we still haven't figured out. No, because your cycle never changed. No. The cycle was perfect. Yeah, which did not correlate with the lab results. Mm -mm. Nothing. I mean, I do. I was diagnosed with autoimmunity, Hashimoto's, at the age of 25. And so that's also in my back pocket. Autoimmunity never goes away. It just lies dormant with your lifestyle. And the reason why, you guys, I brought baby Jay. I feel like I don't even need to introduce you anymore. You've just kind of become my co-host. On the show with me is because he recently graduated from my alma mater, Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York City. So he is officially a health coach. We congratulated you last episode. Good job. Thank you. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, what inspired you to attend this school was you really helped me figure out this whole adrenal fatigue stuff. Yeah. Wasn't that a big reason, inspiration, why you enrolled? Yeah, it was, it was like, oh, I wanted to gain some info so I could help you. But then I also thought... Like, man, if I'd have just known more or had more knowledge or more tools in the bag when this all started, maybe I could have helped sooner. Maybe things would have been different. And then I thought, well, if I get it now and I have it now, whatever happens in the future, I'll at least have that knowledge and those tools to put into play. So, yeah. And, and you have a really cool history of weight loss. Yeah, which I think we're probably it was just more than than oh i'm losing weight it was probably a big time hormone imbalance and stress and the whole mm. primary food chart so yeah. yeah that's right so we are two certified holistic health coaches coming here to talk about polypectomy and polyps and fibroids because i kind of like it i'm i'm kind of like let's use our platform to bring awareness because i what was the statistics? Like seven out of ten women walk around with these things. Seven, yeah, she said Something seventy high. percent of women 
walk around with a polyp or polyps or fibroids in their uterus and have no idea. No idea. Mm -mm. And it drives us bonkers that we can't, we'll never know when they started, Mm -hmm. how they started, how long I have had these things. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on the podcast, but if not, here we go again. When I was 27, I was married to someone at the time, and we tried to conceive a child. We tried for eight months doing the whole tracking ovulation, but that that's it. I did not know what I was doing. I just tracked ovulation to mm-hmm. confirm that I was, and again, I was already so in tune with my body, and long story short, it didn't work, yeah. <laughs> clearly. Don't have kid. And... Um, I just knew what I was doing was not right. And so I had the guts to finally look at my former partner in the eye and say, this, we got to stop. This Mm -hmm. is not right. Like this, this is a trauma bond created child. If we even went that far. So we stopped, but it always stuck in the back of my mind of like, well, I assume he was healthy. We were both 27 and in our prime, like Mm -hmm. we didn't even have a scare, just flat out nothing desert. Yeah. And so it always stuck in the back of my mind. Like, well, am I infertile? Is there something wrong with me? So adrenal fatigue, 2021, I think towards the end of 2021, which is when we left Pagosa, Mm -hmm. my period started to get heavy. I do know last summer in Pagosa, I think, Oh gosh, there's so many things that are popping in my mind. Like sometimes I would have extreme pain after sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One time that, yeah. One time you had to, rush back and and lay down because it just came out of nowhere like maybe five or ten minutes so after fucking bad yeah nausea i was going to faint now that i actually fainted during the surgery which we'll talk about why that happened mm-hmm. i was going to faint because it's the nausea remember i, I was like give me a bucket mm-hmm. and then pain and then blackout yeah <gasps> and i was in whole foods yeah it would have been so sad yeah so I, but it was that was very rare that was not a normal occurrence yeah that only happened like once every other month. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe three or four. And it was times. always around ovulation. Mm-hmm. We did notice. Yes. Period trackers are so important. So that was maybe clue number one. It'll be interesting to see if that ever happens again. Yeah. So maybe that was clue number one. But then I started to spot during ovulation. Remember, I would call you in the bathroom and be like, "Yo, yeah, and we I'm th- ovulating because look at all this cervical mucus. It's the clear, stretchy egg whites. Mm-hmm. So it was like, whoo, I'm fertile, but it would be tinted with red." Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we thought we thought like, well, maybe you just had a really, you know, like Strong when you ovu- when you ovulate, your your egg is rupturing from the vessel that it was in. So we always thought like, well, maybe that's just the fiber and the blood and the mucus from the capsule that the egg was in before it the you know, follicle the follicle that released. Yeah, so it was like, oh, no big deal. Because it went right away, and then mm-hmm. we'd have sex, and it didn't hurt, and yeah. so there was never any bleeding. Wait. Didn't I sometimes have bleeding after sex? I don't, I'm not sure, but I don't think after. No. No, I no, can't. I don't def- think I after. Don't recall. Definitely no pain. Mm-hmm. I can't remember any time being like, yo, get off. This is bad. No. Yum. <laughs> Estrogen is here. <laughs> but what really started to happen was my periods in the beginning of 2022. I remember you're in PCB mm-hmm. is when I finally started to be like, hey, can you come to the bathroom real quick? And you'd come up to the third floor and look in the toilet. And you were like, yeah, that's a blood clot. And I was like, does that look normal? And poor you. You don't know. Yeah, you never looked at your ex-wife. Did you ever no, look at her period? I've never looked. Blood, I, nothing? Nope. Never so you looked have at no anyone clue. else's your period. Mom. No. Gross. I looked at my mom's. She bled margarita. She- <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but so mine was like the first time you've ever been exposed to yeah every other woman that i've ever been around until you it was almost like a very hidden thing like i don't know if it was an embarrassing thing plug it up women. with the tampon yeah. and act like it ain't there yeah literally plug it up with the tampon throw the tampon away you never even see it so it's Did like they ever tell you like i'm pmsing this week no no and most of them were on weird hormone blockers uh, or they had their own problems where they're birth control like birth control that mm-hmm. they just either didn't have a period or even if they did their hormones were so screwed up that mm-hmm. one day they were happy one day they were mad one day there there was no there oh. was no 14 days of this and for you know so that's a bummer no. that's a bummer no but well i feel honored then to yeah. let you into the world of 
feminine hygiene. <laughs> but that's my thing. I didn't like when I'd look in the toilet and see a blood clot sitting at the bottom, mm -hmm. there was no point of reference. So in my mind, it was like, well, that doesn't look like a lot of blood based on what I think should be coming out of you. So, oh, no big deal. But, but to me, it was big enough to say like, hey, this is kind of embarrassing, but can you come look at this? Mm -hmm. That's so sad. I didn't even process like he's a dude. He's never seen a period stuff. Why the fuck? Like send a picture to your girlfriend. But I never thought of that. I was just like, baby Jay, well, is I mean, this normal? I'm with you all the time. So the thing was, is like, if I were just collecting data on you alone, nobody else, mm -hmm. the bleeding kind of like stayed the same, which it was too heavy now that we know, but it stayed the same. So my mind was never like, oh, well, this is lighter than that time or this is heavier than that time so it all stayed pretty consistent from that point so i was like oh these are just your periods like they stayed yeah they stayed consistent in regards to the blood clots mm -hmm. yeah the blood clots were the size of like first they started off as like mandarin slices like a small clementine mm -hmm. if you were to pull off like chunks of that would you say yeah i would say <laughs> like a tablespoon a tablespoon of blood is pretty much every time you went to the toilet and i looked yeah. in the toilet i would say there was probably a tablespoon of blood mm -hmm. again no point of reference until we figured really out like oh it. it's supposed to be a teaspoon it's like i mean i should have known if i if i look in the toilet and think <clears throat> i need to ask you for a second opinion that like mm -hmm. there's your answer right there if you look at something and it makes you go whoa yeah. there's your answer but i don't know what headspace we were in we just didn't think much of it probably because <laughs> we don't have health insurance but um i i forget that a so many women just plug their period with a tampon or they mm -hmm. have an IUD and don't bleed for like months at a time. So me, I have never used tampons. Besides for when I would go swimming or have a beach day with friends, like I never, I just, in my mind, it doesn't resonate. I don't want to cork my flow. My body's trying to flow and release and renew and I want that to, and I don't use diva cups, you know what those are? Mm -hmm. A diva cup is literally when a woman just puts a cup in there and just collects it all. That would be kind of cool to me. Well, to did look you at know it. that? And I just found this out today. I'm um, talking to Trish and Matt, the people I'm building the van for. And she is somebody who has used similar issues she's going through. So, like, I'm trying to help guide them with what little info I have. And she was saying that. You lied. Don't discredit. She has been using organic, 100% organic tampons. Uh huh. And she finally really looked into him and Googled every product that's in the tampon. And she's like, only the cotton is organic. There's actually hormone leaching products that are in my tampons. So now I think, and most women out there who are trying to be healthy, they think they're using a organic, 100% organic tampon. You're like, nice. But actually there's endocrine disruptors and there's other things in the chemicals that they use mm -hmm. to put together the tampon. So like only the cotton in the and tampon is organic. And think of how many women organic. go to Walgreens and grab Tampax or mm. uh, Tampax? Tampax? I don't even know yeah. what they're called. Yeah. The fragrance that, and you literally cork it yeah. and shove it to marinate in your endocrine factory, your yeah. ovaries, your fallopian tubes, your uterus. Mm -hmm. It's, it's no wonder cervical cancer, uterine cancer. It's no wonder mm. all of us have polyps. Of course you do with those things. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I've never used tampons. It mm. just, as soon as I stick it up there, I'm like, what am I doing? My body like communicates to me and says, get this out. I'm trying to flow, not yeah. cork. So teach their own though. Hey, some people love them. Think it's great. Use your thing. But again, like Baby J said, they're not organic. Mm -mm. It's pretty difficult. So my peer. Jeffrey's here to join us. My periods got heavy. I had really large clots. Um, then when we moved back here to Pagosa in March and April, I started to experience mid-cycle spotting. Mm -hmm. Remember one time I thought I was pregnant? I was like, yo, I know what this is. Like, mm -hmm. this is implantation mm -hmm. bleeding. Like, I'm pregnant. You're like, oh, my God. And I was not pregnant. Mm -hmm. And... I just remember thinking, if I'm not pregnant, this is bad because this is this is a lot of brown spotting with like fibrous tissue in it, yeah, which would indicate like an embryo implanting. But if an embryo has not implanted, this is not a good sign. I would, I'm, I'm sure, like you keep saying it, and I'm sure, like most women, I don't think most women get to know their bodies enough. I don't think most women reach down during mid cycle and 
put a finger up in them and then feel what their mucus feels like or look at the tissue paper when they wipe the day after their period or whatever. Like, I don't, I feel like most women just kind of feel like, well, this is my body. It's gross, quote unquote, to me. My partner isn't going to like it. Just let's avoid this as much as possible. But like that is the most important thing you can do is your body gives you to know it. It gives you a report card. Mm -hmm. You never have to have anxiety over health because your body will tell you if it's balanced or healthy Mm -hmm. in the form of your urine, your feces, your poop, Mm -hmm. and your period for us women. And men, even if you're not trying to conceive, check your sperm count Mm -hmm. because that will tell you so much about what's going on in your body. And so for women, like in my situation where I start to have mid-cycle spotting and fibrous tissue and brown and mm-hmm. really large clots in my period. That's my body trying to say, hey, something's not, something's not balanced up in here. Yeah. Can, we, can we get this looked at? Can you listen to us? Yeah. So intuitively, I started to feel once we started to have those really heavy periods, like I need to get checked out. I, I want to, and while I'm there, I want a full fertility workup. Since my age, egg reserve, all that goes down, it's good to know. So I went to Kind Body in Denver, where we met Dr. Gonzalez, and I highly recommend it. And everything looked good. Great egg count. Da da da. But they did notice my endometrium lining was thick. Super thick. <laughs> how did they how did they see that? What I did, did a transvaginal ultrasound on my very first appointment. So they stick this large-ass wand covered in lube up your vagina. They move it around a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. And while they're doing that, they were checking how many follicles I had growing just to get a good reserve, mm-hmm. see how my body is doing fertility-wise. But while they were doing that, they also checked the uterus lining. And they mm-hmm. said, yours is really thick, like 13 centimeters too thick. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, like no big deal. I mean, I drink red raspberry tea that thickens your lining. They were like, no. So then Dr. Gonzalez came in and I met her and she's like, oh, this is very common. Fibroids, polyps, no big deal. We can remove them. And I thought, are you crazy? I don't know. Me, I am too young to have fibroids. That happens at like 48. I still got 15 years. What are you doing? And she was like, okay, well, I do want to check your fallopian tubes because that's a really good thing to know. And she's like, I am a little concerned about how thick your uterine lining is. So I'd like to do what's called an SIS where I pump saline solution into your uterus to really open it like a balloon. That was your FemView, right? Yeah, that's the FemView. FemView is actually the fallopian tubes, but she did FemView and SIS. So FemView is when they pump air bubbles into your uterus and then the bubbles go into the fallopian tubes. Okay. If they all bunch together, then they're blocked. Okay. But if they flow freely into your eggs, they're open. Okay. SIS is a saline solution ultrasound. Okay. Which is where, believe it or not, in a regular transvaginal ultrasound, you can't see polyps. Your uterus will look fine. You have to pump water or something in there so the picture shows the outline yeah. of the polyp. So that's what we did a couple of months later as my symptoms started to increase. I remember at first I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's $600 out of pocket. We don't have health insurance. Like, nah, yeah. I'm good. But then my symptoms started to get worse with the mid-cycle brown spotting. And I was like, okay, this could be cancer. This could be a fibroid. I don't want to mess with this. So yeah. we were like, let's go ahead and do it. Get it done. Check your tubes while we're at it. And just so you can get that green light. Tubes came out beautiful, but saline solution did reveal two polyps, one being very, very large. Pagosa Peak. <laughs> Me and Gonzalez called it Pagosa Peak, the highest mountain in our little town. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh shit, that thing is huge. It was so big on the side of my left wall that the top of it, because it literally did look like a mountain peak, mm-hmm. was touching the right side. So if you put that into fertility terms, that there's no way sperm can get past that. No. And in my mind, it's like, well, I ovulate every month. I have this. I would have never guessed that I was infertile. Yeah. So she looked at that and said, oh, honey, yep, here they are. They're big. And she's like, we got to get these out. And I was still like, oh, surgery, no. So long story short, we had to get health insurance because these things are expensive. And these can be it's very, 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 very rare that they're cancer, but it cannot be ruled out. And I just did not like the mid-cycle spotting. And then most recently, around your birthday, August 29th, we went to Oregon for two weeks, and I just spotted 
The whole time? The whole... We had sex on your birthday, the 29th, and then... That's when I started. Every, yeah, I remember going to the restroom after, and I came back like, dun dun dun, I'm bleeding. And you're like, it's okay, it's fine. But then it never stopped for two fucking weeks and until it, I ovulated. Yeah, and it never stopped and then because... A, I'm sure sex irritated something, but then pretty much every day or every other day after that, we were hiking or moving our body. Yeah. And that was, like Dr. Gonzalez said, that was one of the and kind of And when you no-nos. think of thigh, when, when a woman's walking or running, her thighs are rubbing together. Yeah. If And then if I'm hiking, my uterus walls are also rubbing together like two thighs. And so if there's polyps, they're just going. Yeah, they're just sitting there grinding. Grinding away. Yeah getting irritated so yep i spotted the entire time because that is all we did was hike and i just remember being like this fucking sucks i don't want to have sex i don't want to go hike because what if i have cancer what if i'm growing a cancerous blob in me just bum me out and scared the shit out of me and so by the time all was said and done i was like this surgery is happening and i can't wait because i don't want to live like this and then we had one more period before the surgery, and this was the heaviest. Remember how many times I got up mm-hmm. at night? Yeah, like that, every that hour night you were to up. change my fucking pad, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Are you okay?" Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> What's well, another reason I say to get your partner involved in your female things? Um, is because. Not only do you have somebody like right there that you feel like you can lean on, even though mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to be you in that moment, but it also gives me an insight to not pressure you to have sex because, oh, I physically see like, wow, she's bleeding. She doesn't feel good. Like This is making her feel this way. So like you can show up as a better partner, not perfect, but you can show up as a better partner when you're involved in the process because you can tap into being having that empathy um more so as well so yeah it's so important too because i feel like if partners don't communicate your mind can take off with Mm -hmm. your past traumas and wounds and if i go from jumping your bones all the time to all of a sudden (laughs) i keep this issue private and every time i go to the restroom and see it i just kind of say a silent prayer and then go out and act like nothing's wrong and you're like why don't you want to have sex with me or if i force myself to you you men can feel ladies right. men can feel when we're not into it or if or yeah like if if one moment you're happy you walk into the restroom you're keeping this from your partner you walk out and things are just you're just somber and you're and then the next question is always going to be what's wrong and then it seems like in those moments when somebody asks what's wrong it, it can trigger things and it just, it spirals mm-hmm. things out of control when all you have to do is just involve them. If they, if they want to be involved, invite them to be involved. And I think that's another thing that'll really show you how committed your partner is, mm-hmm. is, hey, partner, I'd like to involve you in my cycle and what's going on with my body. So you're kind of more aware. And if your partner looks at you and says, yeah, no problem, I'll help you change your pad i'll help you what do, what do you need how do we mm-hmm. do this um it, it brings you closer it does and i don't i mean remember we had a whole instagram about pooping in front of me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah we i don't i don't know I, I don't want to tell people like it's so easy just poop in front of your part because i some people are listening to this saying fuck this and turning it off yeah. but we we were best friends for a year before we became romantically involved and that really helps get to know each other, each other, celebrate each other's successes and wins and cry with each other and be humble about your most embarrassing failures, you know? So we've had those waves. So, oh my God, the first time we ever went on a date, I was peeing with the door open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Probably pooped too. I just, I've been so comfortable around you from day one and I feel very, I think the feeling's mutual. Mm-hmm. Took you probably a little bit more to open up with me because you're a Virgo. But yes. Now it's like whatever. I think I think you have to have that. Yeah, I agree. I really do. I really do. But so that sucked for our trip. And then we got home, and I had the world's most gnarly period. And I just every hour as I rolled out of bed, <laughs> pitch black, stumbling to the cold bathroom floor, changing my pad, ran out and had to open a brand new box, which was really difficult in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I just was like, fuck this. I can't fucking wait for the surgery i'm not nervous anymore get out so 
Surgery was Monday the 26th. It went good. It went really good. Yeah, I was very happy and good spirits the whole time. I felt a lot of love from our Lightworkers Lounge community, from the Instagram community, from my friends, from my family, and most of all from you. I just felt so held by so many people, whether they were praying for me, thinking of me. It, it was really a beautiful energy to swirl in. It's It's been a long time since I felt that much golden hands underneath of me. But mm-hmm. we went in and hung out with all the people that worked there and they were all pretty darn cool they were cool except for the lady who couldn't get your god bless her we all fuck up Mm. so the nurse that was getting me ready for surgery you know doing all the vitals and then she was getting my iv ready she really struggled to find my vein (laughs) i get it she she did what's called blowing out the vein she blew out my vein <laughs> and my left wrist right underneath my scorpio moon tattoo and um i fainted almost not I'm quite fucking are you i didn't black out and like flatline but tunnel vision could barely <laughs> it looked like cow like black cow splotches couldn't see anything couldn't hear sounded like i was underwater and I was like, yeah, I'm going to throw up. Here I go. I'm throwing up. Let's do this. I have nothing to throw up because we weren't allowed to eat or drink for surgery, but yeah. I'm going to start dry heaving. Oh, and I got so hot. My back was drenched in beads of sweat in a matter of seconds. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I remember seeing your vein snake up and I was like, that doesn't look right. Maybe you should try a different spot. And then within five seconds, you were like, I don't feel good. I think I'm going to pass out. This is no, something's wrong. Is this supposed to feel like this? And then, I don't know what it was. I want to say it was my adrenals, so I'm still healing those puppies, and I don't know if I have enough cortisol to buffer that level of stress from watching someone blow out your vein. (laughs) But it happened, and then Uh, they so they put my little gurney back mm -hmm. so the blood flow could get back to my head, shoved oxygen up my nose, cool washcloth on my head. Oh God! I just think it was a pain response because it looked like it hurt. Your face looked like this like oh, hurts. Were, my eyes were twitching. Yeah. I just stared into yours. I was like, don't look at the veins. Yeah, you stare ca- at me. You kept telling me, just keep looking at me. And you know why? Because you were making facial expressions. And so I didn't want to look at my vein. So you were my point of contact. And I was watching your face go, oh, oh, ah. <laughs> I'm like, don't look. <laughs> look into my eyes. Start narrating moosh. Like, do something else. Now, please, God. I did. I narrated narrated Jeffrey in your ear. <laughs> I needed it, and it worked. It fucking worked. So we narrated Jeffrey to laugh, and so I was like, please, make me fucking take me away from this universe now. And it works. But so, yeah, she blew up my vein, and I've got this beautiful blue, green, yellow bruise down my wrist now. And then she called in the vein girl. She called her, a girl who's really good at giving IVs. And she is. Like, I have nothing on this side. And yeah. she came in and put it in my right hand. I guess I just have tiny veins. That is a, I'm a I tiny mean, women, little girl, but... Yeah, women do have tough veins, I, I she think. She couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. Ew, it snaked up. That's so gross. Ew. So, yeah, I fainted. That, that was a really good time. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. But we did that, and then I got wheeled away, and we said bye-byes. I walked outside and cried. In the third, the operating room was so beautiful. Just bright, two giant windows. You can see the trees, and they were playing the radio. They were just vibing. When Dr. Gonzalez came out and talked to me, she said, right before you went night-night, you said, you looked up at her and said, I'm ready for my nap now. (laughs) I was like, fuck this. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm going to take my Taurus nap. I think I did. I I just remember... They made me switch gurneys. I had to go from like the wheelie one mm-hmm. into the operating one, put my butt in like a circle. Mm-hmm. And the anesthesiologist didn't even talk to me. Normally they're like, hey, I'm yours. So like, I'm going to mm-hmm. put it in now. I'm going to give me a count. Nothing. This chick just grabbed it and put it in. So I was like, I'm going to. Yeah. Maybe that was her tactic. Maybe Gonzalez told her, like, this one's wild. You just put it in. As soon as she gets on the bed, just suck it down. It's a bucket bronco. Let's just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Because I just remember going, whoa, the ceiling's spinning, and I'm out. And I just watched Gonzalez put her hair up and passed out. And then, as anesthesia always does, it's so dope. You just you wake up like a split second later. 
Yep. And I remember putting my head up and think, oh, shit, I'm dizzy. And I said, am I done? And the nurse was like, you're all done. And you sat in the waiting room the whole time. Yep. And yeah. she came out and told you when she was all done. So yeah. I don't know. So go ahead and tell us what <laughs> happened to my body. <laughs> she just came out and sat with me, showed me the pictures. It was probably six to eight pictures. And um, showed me your right fallopian tube, little entry, your left fallopian tube entry. Were they blocked? No, you could see the little pinhole. Really? Mm -hmm. But then she showed me like the zoomed out picture to where maybe the camera was just entering through um, your cervix into your uterus. And you could see like a bunch of polyps in there. And so I asked her, well, how many was there? You know, we thought there was two, like one big one and another one. And she was like, well, she just said there's no way to quantify them because the way that they were stacked in there, you don't know if it was two big ones that had different heads on them or if it was six different polyps. But there was definitely more than we thought was in there, which we kind of were prepared for because everything we had Googled and everything we looked at and forms and stuff all said that the same thing. Like every woman says, I have one, and then they get in there and they have ten. So, yeah. um but she said they didn't look cancerous. There was just, but there's no way to tell until the biopsy's done. Um, and that you did good and you just said you were ready for your nap. <laughs> she laughed. That, that you were waking up. And I assumed whenever she said that, I would hear you laughing or I would see you doing something you're not supposed to do after surgery, which you did. I did. But, <laughs> yeah. I got to keep their jobs interesting. I got to keep them on their toes. You can't just have a normal day. No. I got I got to give them a show. You never will with a Sagittarius. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, there was definitely a lot more than just one or two polyps. We thought there was one giant one, but as I said when I had my post-op call with her and she checked in on me, I was like, "She reproduced." She's like, "I had a lot of accomplices to yeah. get out." <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I love how we can make light of life. Yeah. That's what's important. But yeah, I had more than one. I had a bunch, and I can't wait to see these photos. Everybody keeps asking, "Can you post them?" People love this shit. <laughs> so I will, of course, on our Instagram. But that's wild that I had those things growing in me. And yep. my body was trying to tell me. I would say I've had them for probably a year. I mean, there's I'm going to say a solid year. There's no way to know, like, at all. Because like, we could go back and say, well, maybe that's, you know, maybe you actually had one forming when you were married. Like, who, who, knows? who knows? But she shaved them all off with this yep. little, like, shaver vacuum mm -hmm. device. And then she scraped my entire uterine wall. So now I got a brand new womb. Yeah. And a lot of women that I shared this with were like, that is fucking incredible. Because it's literally like I'm scraping all. Uh, in our womb space, we hold so much of the past, mm -hmm. pain, you name it. And it's like I got this brand new reset Yeah. in my sacral chakra, in my womb, in my I'm brand spanking new. And <sighs> I do. I feel lighter. I feel different. And it's. It's just different. It feels new and fresh. My Scorpio moon loves it. <laughs> There's no more past partners up in no, that woo. Get out of here. Get them out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really cool. And I'm very glad I went through with it. And it was a lot easier than I had anticipated. And just telling them, hey, I get nauseous after anesthesia. I didn't get nauseous. Just felt really good. I am. I was sad out there waiting for you because your mind tells you, you're never going to see him again. Whatever Something's going to happen. Down. And then when they brought me back and you came out of the restroom and you did your little penguin dance. Oh, she got so And you said, like, you can't get it. And you like whispered it. I wanted to start crying again. <laughs> My throat was so dry from the oxygen tube. Yeah. That's as loud as I could go. But I was so pumped. I was like, can I get up now? And they're like, you're still really dizzy. I'm like, solid. Let's go. Yeah. And she's like, do you need him to come help you get dressed? I don't even, I was just like, give me my clothes. Get me the fuck out of here. I'm yeah. busting out of this joint. And then when I saw you, she's like, I'm going to go get him. And she went and got you while I was in the restroom. And I came out and you were there. And yes, I do a penguin dance. I can't control my body. I just start like hopping shaking. on two feet and shaking. And she grabbed me and was like, don't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> this is not what we do. Yeah. I can't help it. When I see you, I get so excited. And it's been, it's, it, it was a journey getting to that point. And then 
it's like a false finish line because you think that like, oh, now that it's out and it's clean, like I'm good. But there's still a process to healing mm-hmm. that has to happen before uh-huh. it's like, okay, now life is back to back to normal. Well, and yeah. it, they have to get tested for cancer, which we found out yesterday. They were all benign. Shout out to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Really good. And what a lesson of letting go of control that day was for both of us, mostly me, because of the surgery. I just had to say, here's my vein, blow it out. <laughs> yeah. Do your thing. It's so crazy that they dressed me. Like when I woke up, I had those hospital underwear on with a pad on. I'm like, oh, that is so violating. I mean, I know they do it every day, but. Mm-hmm. And then we had to. So Jeffrey, our dog, our pug, he has not been without us in the four years we've been together. He is, you're carrying him in a backpack. I'm walking him or pushing him in a stroller. Like that dog goes everywhere with us. Yep. And we had planned for one of our friends in Denver to watch him. Um, the people who adopted Layla, if you remember that story. But something happened with COVID and work. So she had to say, I'm so sorry, I can't. And so we were like, fuck, like we're going to be gone the whole day for surgery. So we had to use Rover and just mm-hmm. hit up a complete stranger and trust that she'll watch him and within like 24 hours we had to just say we don't know who you are what your last name is but can you please like and so we had to just let him go and let him be there and she did good she did really good good. yeah it was fine and so obviously i mean we just overthink and over worry that's just our nature but it was just a huge lesson in letting go of control and trusting and it was awesome yeah i really i needed that because i think i i fall into these ruts where i get analysis paralysis and I just don't want and I get into these ruts where I'm like great we're never going to go anywhere without a dog because we have nobody yeah and then when you realize how easy it can be yeah it's pretty cool yeah and then the being there and being able to help you and you feeling comfortable enough to wake me up and say hey I need some help like and and I mean, what was it like for you when you got me home? You helped me back into the house while I was still on drugs. And then I was bleeding. I remember mm. I was bleeding in my urine a lot. Yeah, I think for the first, two, let's see, we were there two days. And for the, until we left Denver, I was pretty much the next, that night after surgery and the next day, I knew that like every time you'd bend down or mm. activate your, like your core, it would probably hurt. So I was like, every time you jumped up, I would jump up and pull your little boy shorts down with your pad and change your pad. Because I couldn't bend over. Like, how can you still find me sexy after that? I'll always think you're sexy. After seeing that, I mean, you even got deep up in my vagina and Mm -hmm. looked like, is there scratches? Because I was having really painful urination. And then I actually woke up the night of the night after the surgery like mm-hmm. bibj i need a fucking ice pack like mm-hmm. stat there is something wrong yeah and then i had to get up in there with a flashlight like am i bleeding is there scrapes like so not sexy how do you switch hats like that going from dr baby j to sensual scorpio moon <laughs> partner lover i think when you get that close to it you just i don't know you you don't look at it as oh blood Ooh, gross you look at it as like wow this is this is her body like this is awesome and i get to be part of this body this is cool it is cool that's how i view it too but normally for women are naturally caretakers so mm-hmm. typically we can push aside things like that but for men they're more squeamish and more mm-hmm. yucky so you're, you're a different breed i like it you do. I, I, I wonder if it's all your Virgo. You guys just love... A lot of nurses and doctors are Virgos, by the way. I like, Virgo rules medicine. <clears throat> I like being able to take care of you if you need me to. So, yeah. and it's it's kind of a turn on when somebody is like, hey, like I need you if it's okay. It's the most Virgo statement we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. It's a turn on when someone tells me they need me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need me too much, but when you need me, yes, I'll be there. Oh, so you are such a good help, and you had just ran thirty-two miles in the mountains. Mm-hmm. You got second place in a thirty k, fifty k, fifty k. Sorry, I was 
<laughs> you got second place. So your body was obviously still a little. That was a little sore. A little stiff. Yeah. But you still rose to the occasion. You and I, we individually, but also as a couple, I think, went through this like wormhole of transformation and, and up leveling in our relationship this past weekend. Yeah. You feel that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, individually, you just conquered a fucking ultra marathon that you've been training for for 30 days. You conquered it and got second fucking place. That's incredible. Yeah, it was big. It wasn't so much. And you didn't have dark moments and Mm-mm. like you were, you looked very healthy and lit up after, yeah. whereas the previous ones you've been like flatlined dead yeah. on the floor. No, it was totally different. The whole race was different. Um, feeling different afterward. I felt good and then was ready to help you and was able to help you. And it's like, oh, wow. Things are. We worked. There's this. Yeah. There's no limit. There's no limit to anything. There's no limit to how much I think my past is going to hold me down. There's no limit to how much love I have for you. There's no limit to what can be accomplished if you just keep moving forward and whatever it is. So, yeah. Keep moving forward, let go of control and trust. Yeah. And just show up. You were so nervous the morning of your race. Oh, yeah. And the night before, you were super forgetful. Mm-hmm. Jumping out of bed, poor Roger. Yeah. And I, I feel so bad, I can't empathize or sympathize because i'm like what you're going to a you're going to a fucking color run <laughs> why are you so nervous for this <laughs> that was definitely a lot harder than that i know it's, but i just a lot of mountain climbing but you did it you yeah. rocked it it was incredible and then i did my surgery and i brought and i trusted somebody else with jeffrey mm-hmm. yeah he's literally never been with anybody but us and then mama yep very few times yep so that was huge yep i just feel like a new New door open, leading to bigger, better things. Leading to a clear uterus. Yeah. And it's it's moments like this where we we both attend therapy for individual growth purposes and also couples therapy, relationship stuff, because we both do not come from healthy upbringings of mm. examples of love. And we've both been divorced and don't want to do that again. So we always learn that there's fighting fighting and disagreements are very healthy and a very good sign of a, a live relationship, but you need to fight fair, mm-hmm. fight ugly. And then relationships all will go through periods of rest and repair. Yeah. yeah and think- so moments like this where you're in the bathroom, sitting on the toilet with me, changing my bad is humiliating in a sense it makes me think, God, I'm gonna have to really like get in shape and do something sexy to <laughs> repair this moment out of his mind. But then when it's all said and done and I'm better and I can put on makeup and look like a normal human being again, it's like, wait, that was actually really sweet and unconditional love. And even with my best girlfriends, it's like they would do stuff like that. But this is this is more intimate. I mean, I have sexual intimacy with you and your best friends and even your mom and dad, your family, they, they don't get to see this side of you mm-hmm. like your intimate partner does. And so I just feel like this weekend with you was intensive repair Yeah. for any bad things that have ever happened or difficult things that have ever happened. I agree. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot that was, <laughs> no pun intended, that was cleaned out. Ha <laughs> ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. It's really cool. So even though you look at it like back in May when I was told, oh, yeah, you're going to have a surgery. And it's like, this is the end of the fucking world. No, my body. Like I do so much to mm-hmm. be healthy, which is another point I want to just quickly go over is that people probably listen and think, what? You guys are health coaches. How do you how do you fall into this? How do you grow polyps if you're so perfect? We're not. And even when we travel to Airbnbs, which we've been living out of, it comes with a lot of artificial fragrances Mm -hmm. and cheap cleaning products that we have been forced to fumigate ourselves in because we didn't have a home. But also stress, no Mm -hmm. matter what you eat, what you do, stress is inevitable. Yeah, Uh, I have obviously gone through a very stressful life, (laughs) hence the adrenal fatigue and some things you just can't change. No. And don't fight them and say, well, I'll get rid of them all naturally. Listen to your body. And mine did tell me, hey, we got we got to pull in the luxuries that we are so fucking blessed to have of Western medicine and snip a dip a dip a dip. 
these yeah. things out. Yeah, I would just yeah, I would say listen to yourself because like you said, there's there's so many things that we can't avoid that you will mm-hmm. not avoid. Yeah. No matter how perfect you live your life. Mm-hmm. Shit's oh, it's so happen. fucking overwhelming. We talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, what should my diet be? Well, what you know what my diet's going to be? Boundaries with people that don't make me feel good. That is a Instagram post right there. Boundaries no. with people that aren't lifting me up to get to where I want to be. My new diet is boundaries. Yes. Not just showing up to have friends to say I have friends. Yeah. Not just talking to people because they're family. Well, you should. Yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, I don't have to worry about this unless you leave me, but not having sex with people that don't deserve my body. Yeah. Not having sex out of loneliness. Yeah. That's my new diet. Yeah. Is trying as hard as I can to see the light in everything. If I can crack jokes during a surgery, I think I can have a shitty day and laugh about it. Yeah. Sometimes. Yep. Focusing 100%. on that. Surrounding myself with people who encourage and uplift me. Yep. Thousand percent. I think mm-hmm. if the race in your surgery showed me anything um, else, it would it would be that as long as you do the best you can and put in whatever that work is to you, the results will always be exactly what you hoped it to be. It's good energy. It, good energy literally is a diet. Thanks for the for the nice job. But it's I'm serious. It mm-hmm. is a you can look at people who drink coffee mate and have McDonald's every day, but if they are happy doing what they do and they're surrounded by people they love and a family, they're probably not going to grow polyps. Mm-hmm. Who knows? No, and even if they do, you look at life and you say, okay, I have to now handle this. And after I handle yeah. it, things will be back to something that I yeah. didn't ever see coming. And then here you are at this next chapter. And in my five years as a health coach, my own experience healing my own stuff, and now you can attest to this. It's not what you eat. It's how you eat it and who you eat it with. Yeah. I agree. With your diet. I agree. Do we have a coffee because we're rushing up door and we're popping into Keurig and we got to get to work because we're late and oh my God, I got to pay my bills. Or do we take a deep breath, eat something fat to get our blood sugar stable and then go for a walk while drinking coffee? Yep. Either. Yep. I don't think we've ever had coffee when we're stressed. Like if we're arguing in the morning or if work is stressing one of us out, I don't think we're ever like, oh, I need coffee. No, it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. Whereas some people will say coffee is so bad for you. Well, of course it is. If you're rushing out the door and you're popping a plastic tube in and you're sucking it down because I'm so tired, well, that's what it becomes bad for you. It's the same for everything. Hormones. You have a hormone called adesine. Yeah. That people won't wait to naturally wake up. So they've make that they stimulate that with coffee so that's my new diet to not grow polyps if i'm if i'm really stressed and depressed i'm gonna really be focused on super clean no seasoning or spices diet if i'm happy and we're doing good and work is doing good and life is just good i'll have a pizza i'll have dairy i'll have meat whatever yeah that's my new diet i like it yeah, so thank you for being there for me throughout the surgery. For all these women listening, if you are struggling with fertility, if you're having weird cycle symptoms, I highly suggest getting a transvaginal ultrasound. You know what's also cool and was, I think, a wink from the universe is my therapist who I reach out to and have sessions with every other week. It used to be every week. She, back in April, yep, April, um was out of work for a month because she went to go have polyps removed. She was having mid-cycle spotting. And then she went to go have the transvaginal ultrasound, had a thick lining, and then had the SIS, found the polyps, and then had hers surgically removed, and hers were cancer. She was not so lucky. She's fine. She had a full hysterectomy, total uterus out. She's okay. and She's older, already has kids, so it doesn't matter, but... When she got that done and just how perfectly timed up my symptoms and her things were, I was just like, this mm-hmm. is, of all the thousands of thousands of health things that could be wrong, are you telling me we have the same? She's some person I talked to on Better Help in Tampa. I've never met her. Yeah. And yet we have this connection. Yeah. 
I just really feel like that was the universe saying, hey, we know you're stubborn stuff. If Here, here's a person who's literally going through what you have. Will you please listen? Don't you think that's kind of synchronistic? Yeah, because you don't listen all the time. <laughs> and then when she said hers were cancer, that's when I was like, okay, I shouldn't take some lemon balm to try and shrink these. No. I should probably do something about it. So if you're listening to this and you've had just some, come on females, we are so intuitive. We are so in tune when we are in our bodies. Listen to it. Yep. Don't think that you're infertile. Don't think that you have cancer. But if something's off, go get it checked. I agree. Don't wait. Mm -mm. Nope. And I would say include your partner if you have one. Yeah. Include them little by little in it throughout the process because can only bring can only bring you closer and i think it probably helps you in some moments when you're like so much. it's late it's midnight i'm sitting here i'm struggling with a mental thought because i'm bleeding this doesn't feel right and i can't just text my girlfriend who's asleep across the country like hey you're my partner you're here with me do you mind looking at this or helping me yeah. and when you feel the safety of me say like yeah absolutely let me see what i can do it just it helps build and repair anything that needed to be repaired, but it helps build that friendship. Build trust back and up. Trust, build yeah. friend, excuse me, friendship back up. Yeah, 100%. So. Um, I had a really good point, but now I lost it, so I should probably go for a walk. Yeah, go for your walk. You know what really helps is you cooking dinner and doing things like laundry or dinner because when a woman loses so much blood, it's so hard. To, it's just fatigue, like mm-hmm. the 3 p.m. crash on roids. It's just so intense. So when I would hear you cooking dinner and you're like, no, just relax. It is the biggest like, <sighs> I told you from the day we, I don't remember when it was, but it was like two weeks ago. I was like, from today on, and I like to cook our dinner anyway, but like, I was like, from today until after you're healed, I will cook dinner every single night. And you clean. Because normally mm-hmm. our, our routine is you cook, I clean. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, I'll cook dinner and I'll clean and I'll do everything I can. Phenomenal. Till after you get healed up and then not to take your, uh, what is it? Autonomy or like the things that you do like to do, like yeah. not to take those away. But once you're healed, then start to have yeah. those back. But yeah. I got us. Yeah. That was really kind of you. And I, in my mind, I'm so fucking lucky and privileged and just blessed to have a partner like you that I forget that there are women out there who don't have a partner even remotely close to what you do and I do pull sometimes I do take it for granted I can't help it it, it, we're together 24 7 and this is just who you are all the time yeah all the time on your bad days when you don't feel good when you run a race even when you're pissed at me you still show up which is why I love your coaching slogan mastering the art of showing (laughs) up because you fucking do thanks all the time you push through everything to show up I've never met I could cry saying I've never met anyone like you and I feel so lucky I've never met anybody like you either. You met anybody with polyps? <laughs> I've never met a blue-eyed, blonde Sag who will dance after a surgery I and laugh. I dance no. <laughs> with my IV. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you have a partner as wonderful as you, you can't help it. When they come turn the corner, you're like, whew, they're going to carry me out. Let's go. It's cool how shit will happen in life and how things will happen in a relationship or friendships. And it's not what happens in that moment. It's what comes after when the universe says, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you the opportunity to see if you really care and you want to show up. And those who do, it tells you everything. Everything. So that's why I love that we may have gone through a tough time two weeks ago, but then the universe said, okay, well, here's your chance. Do you want to show up? Do you care about this person? Do you care about this person? Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see how you handle this. And then it's like, okay, good job. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean this shit's never going to come again. Yep. But it was, it's it's pretty cool yeah. how it all works out. It does. My therapist, that moment, every moment, everything. I don't like to spiritually bypass or use these freaking quotes, but everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for you, not to you. Mm-hmm. We could have had our little fallout a couple of weeks ago and said like this fucking sucks it's like here we go again like this always happens to us mm-hmm. but you just remain level head calm the nervous system 
do what you got to do. And once that dust settles, yeah, moments like this pop up. Yeah. Repair. Remember that when you're in a friendship or a relationship, any relationship at all, there's rest and repair. Yep. And the same thing now with your body. Rest and let it repair. I got to train for an ultra marathon. No. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for tuning in to Polly the Polyp. Thank you guys so much for sending me love during my surgery. It's wow. From someone in her 20s who literally had no other socialization other than her ex-husband to have so many people mail me cards, send me flowers, all my DMs. Oh, my God. It'll never, ever, 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 ever. That's something I'll never get used to. I'll get used to you, but them? No. (laughs) No. It's phenomenal how lucky I am. So thank you guys so much for participating in this brand new womb. Baby Jay, thank you for talking. Jeffrey is silently judging us, so we should probably go walk him. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.